everyone. Welcome to an all-new episode of the Lisa Ann Experience. I am your host, Lisa Ann, and I would like to extend my gratitude to you for making me a part of your listening experience. If you are new to the podcast, so you know, you can not just listen to the audio version, but every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern time, I release the video component on a YouTube live premiere. It's a great time for me to sit with my community in the chat, kind of develop the conversation a bit more. We catch up on our week. So subscribe to my YouTube channel, at The Real Lisa Ann, the same as all of my other social media platforms, making it very easy for you, but still somehow easy for imposters to build tons of fake pages and steal everything I do in real time. That is a whole nother story for a whole nother day. But we got a guest today. We've got a mailbag today. We've got all the goodness that you're used to right here. And when you do watch this video component, I'm going to tell you, I am very tan. Uh, I am so tan right now because I had a beautiful weekend enjoying the pool where I live. And I normally go up there for an hour or two. And then I'm like, okay, I should get out of the sun. There's really no shade up there. And I get too tan too fast. But on Memorial Day, I was just having such a great time with my neighbors. Some neighbors that I've known that we only see each other every year, every summer at the pool. Uh, and then our lives get busy. And it's, it's like the opposite of football season for fantasy football teams, right? And leagues. So I was just, and I, I met so many people that I hadn't met before. And next thing you know, five hours ticks by. And I look at everybody and I'm like, look, I'm having the greatest time but I really know that I'm going to be too tan if I stay up here and I will not have a shade of foundation even close enough to match the rest of my body, which is something that I think people don't think about. I normally don't tan my face. So when you see me with no makeup on, my face is like really lighter colored because it's damaging to tan your face. But yesterday I did let my face get a little bit of sun because I was really worried about this foundation situation, but it's real. Okay. And it's something guys you need to think about. We go through because, um, Yes, I'm very tan, but it was a great time and it was nice to just disconnect. I think I have a habit of whenever I am home doing a little bit of work every day, that's part of being an entrepreneur. That's also part of working from home and knowing that your work is right there. And I was getting ready to leave and I'm like, well, I'm going to go down and get a couple of hours of work done. And a couple of my neighbors were like, really, you have to do that today. And I realized, you know what? I'm going to stay up here and enjoy myself. I'll catch up on work. I'll continue to work through last night's game, which was the final game of the Celtics Heat series. And now we know it will be the Heat going to take on the Denver Nuggets, which will be part of the conversation with today's guest. So I hope you all had an awesome holiday weekend. Memorial Day is such an important time for us to remember those who have been, who served, who we lost, who committed their lives to making sure that we could live the life that we're living today. So everyone out there who has been a part of serving for us, we are so grateful for you. And I want to say thank you. And so Memorial Day is a special day. So I made sure I got out super early and did a beautiful bike ride in Central Park. And it was perfect. You know, Holidays in this city are cool because a lot of people leave. They go other places. So whoever stays is like truly people who love to be here when it's not as crowded. And it was perfect in the park early morning. I ended up riding two full laps, then going down on the path by the water on the west side and riding a little bit more because I just like... I realized something about bike riding and being out in nature. And I was talking with a friend about it and I said my exact thoughts are like being out in nature 
and bike riding and doing things, especially bike riding, because it reminds me so much of being a kid. But it really, really reminds me and it connects me with my inner child. And my inner child always wanted to be outside, like always wanted to be outside till it was dark out and couldn't be outside anymore, whether I was playing catch, whether I was in a garden, whether I was with Peggy in her yard, you know, with apples, picking apples and, and just all the things that we love to do, making pickles, all of these things, like so many things I did outside. And so when I get to spend that time and connect with nature and connect with my inner child, it just brings me to a very humbling place. When you go back in time and think about how you visualized your life would be as a young person, when you go back and you look through experiences you've had between being that young person and the person that you are today, there's so much gratitude to be felt. And so I get this humbling, really grateful, and really, really content just energy about me. Like it completely refuels and recharges me. And I noticed it like, all day yesterday, when I woke up this morning, it is so important for me to take those bike rides, to get out in nature. And we all have our thing, whatever it is you love to do. You like to play golf. You like to barbecue, whatever it is that really lets you tap into yourself and get away from all the, you know, mental clutter, whether it's work things, whether it's chores, whether it's appointments you need to make, whether it's a weird piece of mail you need to call about, like there's all these things that clutter our mind. And I know that none of them are present for me when I'm out on a bike ride in the park or when I'm out in nature, whether I'm at the beach, no matter where I get to spend that time, just soaking in everything that doesn't have to do with my phone, a computer, you know, work. And so really spectacular to, you know, touch base with that and remind myself. And I had a little time, there's all these little nooks in Central Park where there's like these little wooden like gazebos and places where you can sit and eat. And if you go at normal times, they're usually all taken. There's like families picnicking in them or there's people reading in them. But if you go super early, you can find a couple and sit alone. And, you know, I forgot that I'm like being timed by city bike when I'm on my bike. So when I returned my bike yesterday, you get the text message that your bike has been properly locked and you get the amount that you owe off of your membership. And I'm like, boy, I've never, I've been out for a long time before, but I've never spent this much that I realized like, oh yeah, you sat for 45 minutes watching the turtles in the wooden spot there, the little cabana and had the time of your life. This money was so well spent, but it just like caught me off guard because I'm like, oh yeah, if you're going to sit there for an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, you're being billed for this bike, but it was worth it. And I had such a great ride and it just started my day and kicked off this summer vibe of knowing that now it's time to schedule my days a little bit later so I can go up to the pool a little bit during the week and get more things done when it's not nice out and spend more time out when it is nice out. But it was an awesome weekend. I also got a little time to catch up with my friends and also to catch up with some things I hadn't watched yet. So I had not watched yet the mother on Netflix, JLo's new movie. And from what I heard, she was a total badass. I was like, I can't wait to see this, but I really want to be focused. Let me warn you, don't try to watch it during the day. I initially tried to watch it during the day. It's a very dark movie. So if you get a lot of light in your place, it's a better movie to watch in the dark. So then I went back and watched it at night. Uh, I loved it. Uh, it was action packed. There was Alaska. There was different scenes that I really, really liked. Sure, there could be some things that are a little unrealistic, but JLo in an action movie, being a badass, like there's, what about that? Could we not like, it was amazing. So again, though, 
take this uh, with my two cents. Uh, I pretty much say any movie that J-Lo is in is amazing. I feel the same way about Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon. Like, I just have certain actresses that I just enjoy. I like following them on social media. I like watching their movies. That's it. So if you haven't seen The Mother yet, it is there for you on Netflix. If you're a fan of J-Lo, do not not watch it. Uh, You're going to enjoy it. And then also we had the season's ending for Powerbook and Succession. And wow, did Succession throw the perfect curveball at the end of the episode. And that show did the right thing. It hooked us. And now it's over, making us long for more. But at the same time, had they gone for another season, eh, what could they have done that we haven't seen? We would have been like, that's when people start to complain. We have a shorter attention span now. It's not like Grey's Anatomy that has like 100 seasons. I don't even know if that show is still going, but I think it is. Um, But it was great. And if you haven't yet, now you know, Succession is done. So you can just binge, you know, do a couple episodes. They are an hour-ish. So, you know, watch it like a movie. Um, but I thought it was a great show. I convinced my best friend to go down the rabbit hole and catch up before this season. And she loved it too. So some shows ending, which is good because I will be doing a best ball draft a day starting this Thursday for 30 days. That's going to be intense. And on Saturday, I put a good four hours into lining up all of the live streams on my YouTube channel. It's a tedious task. Uh, you put all the, the stuff on a Word doc so you can just cut and paste, but you still got to go back and forth a thousand times. So a picture doing that, you know, 30 times. And I was committed. I was like, you will not leave this desk until you do all 30 days because with YouTube, wherever you are, it picks up that time zone. So you're constantly doing the math. And being the fact that I'm going to be in Athens, Greece, uh, June 7th through 13th, traveling on the 6th, you know, like, I realized like you can't do it there because it's going to be off. So they're all set up and I'll be doing a live stream so I can be doing a play-by-play on who is being drafted. These best ball drafts are $5 to get in. The top six teams will win. Now keep in mind, you have to be in a state where gambling is legal because this is considered a little bit of sports gambling. And there are still some states. I just found out Pennsylvania, my home state is still slow on the roll to want this tax money to legalize sports betting. So keep that in mind. If you're not into fantasy sports, but you want to join the conversation, best ball is a great way to do this because you don't have to manage your team. We are going to meet for our draft. You're going to go into fantracks.com forward slash Lisa Ann. You're going to see 30 drafts set up there. There's 15 showing currently right now. Then we're going to add the other 15 once these fill. You can pick the day and the time that works for you and set yourself up in there. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can be in the chat with me on YouTube as well. So whether you want to draft from your phone, whether you want to be in the chat on your phone and be in the draft room on your computer, you're going to do all of this with me at Frantrax. And I am going to keep tabs with weekly lives on YouTube through the entire football season, giving the top 30. So the top 30 teams. So whoever has that number one spot that week in all 30 drafts will be getting their flowers every single week. So best ball, you draft a really deep team and then that's it. You walk away for the season. You check in, you see how your team is doing. No management, no injury, no waiver wire. And it's just a great way to prepare yourself. So if you don't play fantasy football, but you want to join the conversation, 
this is a good way to get your foot in the door. If you do play fantasy football, this is the best way for you to start mock drafting because we all know in a mock draft that halfway through, people leave the room and then the draft picks take forever and you lose interest. We will not lose interest. I will have a short timer. We are going to have a ton of fun with these. Fantrax has everything you need. They have nine different sports you can play on. These are all going to be football for now, but I'll reach into other things. As a commissioner... I am moving both of my leagues over to Fantrax this season. I had them on Yahoo. It was great, but I love the customized settings that I can have with Fantrax. So I'm going to be able to go to both my leagues and say, hey, is there anything you want different? Here are all of our options. We could have a tight end premium. We could have no kickers. We could do a super flex. We could do green zone where any touchdowns in the green zones get an extra three points. So there's so many fun different things to make your league unique so your league members stay interested and also to switch it up. Maybe you're in one of those leagues where the same people win every season. That means you need to switch it up. You need to switch up your format. You need to switch up your scoring system. All of it needs to be kind of rearranged. So check out all of the drafts available at Fantrax. Again, that's Fantrax.com forward slash Lisa Ann. Last week's guests, Dean Edward and Brett Raybould, race the movie, The Play. It has been extended at Soho Playhouse. That's how well their work is doing. And I'm super excited. I'm getting to go this Saturday night with Lainey. You know, Lainey's husband is also in The Play. So it's it's twofold. So I'm going to go with Lainey. We're going to get a dinner together on Saturday night. I'm going to get to go with her before I get myself ready to do an international trip and head to the Erotic Art Festival in Athens, Greece. I'm going to be there signing the 9th through the 12th. So June 9th through 12th, I'll be at the Sugar Babes TV booth and at the Golden Queens booth. So you'll be able to see me, get a photo, get an autograph. I can't wait. I've been kind of just listening to a little bit of uh, the Greek language uh, on an app so I can have some similarity when I arrive. And I'm super excited. Lots of good stuff going on. So check out the best ball drafts. It's going to be serious. You can also just come into the room for these first couple and see what it's about on my YouTube channel. Hear me talking about which players went here. Maybe you'll want to get in a draft later on in the month, but I'm super excited about it. It is June 1st. First draft is at 7 p.m. June 2nd, 6 p.m. June 3rd, 4 p.m. So I've got the time stacked for like different time zones, different people with different schedules. I wanted to make it really easy for everybody to play a part in this. And I want all of you to do everything you can to be feeling your best all the time. I did my second day fast, so I wanted to talk about that. Uh, I did a just a straight 24 hours because I read the book, Eat, Stop, Eat cover to cover, could not put the book down. It was that good, easy read, great information, read it cover to cover, realized the sweet spot actually is 24 hours. And so I did my second one day fast on Friday and it gets easier each time. It really is funny how he talks about in the book, you know, you get a little extra time in your day those days because you're not like planning your meals and cooking and doing dishes, which is a fun fact. So I now I'm going to know to do it on a very busy day so that I can just have that extra hour, hour and a half that I'd be doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner to cater to work. And it's working. I feel the benefits incredibly. And between that, cryotherapy, the gym, all the things that I do to make sure that I'm feeling my best, guys, you should be doing the same. Look, it is not that uncommon for all of us to lose a little bit of our zest as we get older, but 
ultrafarmrx.com is the place where you can go. You're going to fill out a survey and be greeted by a licensed physician who is going to respond back to you. And if, and when you are approved, this is generics, a lot cheaper than what you're spending, but you should think about not just the bedroom, the boardroom, the gym, but you, your overall feeling. We can't just accept age as defeat. We still want to be sexy. We still want to be powerful. We still want to have all of these, the zest that we had when we were younger. Go to ultrafarmrx.com forward slash Lisa. Ever feel like your performance just doesn't measure up? Does worrying about it make it worse? Let me let you in on a little secret. Many men use Viagra and Cialis not just to treat ED, but to boost their performance and last longer. Whether you're in front of the camera or behind closed doors, every man can use a little help to last longer. It's never been simpler to get what you need. At ultrafarmrx.com, you can get doctor-trusted treatments 100% confidential online from your phone. No awkward doctor visits. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. Discreet and confidential, guaranteed. Better performance is just a few clicks away at ultrafarmrx.com. The timing could not be better for me to have today's guest. I, we, another friend that I met on social media, see, I still get to utilize social media for what it's supposed to be social. But with everybody I talk to that's in the social media space as a content creator, I learn something new. And what I think I want to bring to you before I bring on today's guest is a reminder. If you are one of those people that tends to be chippy or maybe, you know, give a little bit of commentary to somebody about their post. And it's great. If you're doing sports banter, it's fine. But you know, the, the other stuff is really what I'm talking about. Try to remember that that's somebody's job. Somebody is creating content for work. That is what they do to earn a living. And so it's be like going into Chick-fil-A and just being rude to the person that works there. You know, that same person might not do that in person. And I hope that people can take a moment, take a pause, maybe just think too, that something could be misunderstood. Our friends know our tone, but our strangers don't. And sometimes a tweet that maybe you didn't mean to be offensive could be offensive. So be a little cautious when you're speaking with creators because they're putting everything out there to also provide themselves with a stable income and a lifestyle that they enjoy. And so they all deserve to be celebrated for the efforts that they're making and the exposure that they're allowing themselves to have and the, you know, that, that, that thing that you have to feel. So today's guest couldn't come at a perfect time. The Nuggets has just swept the Lakers. And I was like, okay, Liv, we have to have this conversation. You can follow at Liv Moods. You can find at the Volume Sports and FanDuel Sportsbook. Today's guest, Liv Moods. I am so excited, especially right now, after the Denver Nuggets sweep the series as I predicted they would, as my guest today predicted they would, and as my guest covers the Nuggets fully on the volume sports and with FanDuel Sportsbook, you can follow at Live Moods on Twitter, IG, all over the place. Liv, thanks so much for joining me. I'm sure your city is a ruckus right now, and it's hard to focus on anything other than June 1st. Yes, we, it's, it's very, this is the strange time where we've got this dead period to just be in our feelings and be 
nervous and be excited all at once. And, you know, I think any everyone right now is just missing basketball. We've still got the Eastern Conference Finals, of course, but a lot of people think that that will be wrapped up tonight and we'll be moving on. So we'll see how that plays out. But, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. And you have to remember, too, the Avs last year, just last year in Denver. So Denver – Outside of the Broncos, who definitely humbled us very, very quickly, uh, we have had a really fun little stretch here of of finals, champions, Stanley Cup. It's just been really cool. So yeah, I'm I'm very excited to be a born and raised Denver girl, especially at this time. So it's been really cool, really, really cool. I visited Ball Arena for my first time this year, and okay. my very first thought was how many more banners the Avs have than the Nuggets, <laughs> and that that needed to be balanced out immediately. But what yes. I will say, I have a couple takeaways. Some of the greatest fans at an arena I've seen in all the arenas I visited. Let's talk about that. Just the people in Denver, their families come out. They have a good time. They're not aggressive people. They're very yep. vocal when it comes to a ref making a bad call. They live it. They love it. Yes. Yes. I think it's interesting because a lot of people are like, I've never heard of a Nuggets fan. Who even are Nuggets fans? Like, you guys have been awfully quiet. I've never heard. And it's like, that's just how Denver is. Maybe it's because everyone or most people are high as a kite. I don't know. But everyone <laughs> just keeps to themselves. We just yeah. mind our business. You know, we're not... Denver has never been a, a, a fan base that is particularly obnoxious. And typically the fan bases that have the biggest problem with our silence are the obnoxious fan bases. So the Lakers fans obviously think that, you know, we just jumped on the bandwagon yesterday and that we haven't been fans for our whole lives. It's like, I just don't, I don't blurt it from the rooftops. You know, I love the Nuggets. I went to a lot of Nuggets games last season. Uh, I've been a Nuggets fan my whole life, but we just, yeah, a relatively humble group kind of keeps to themselves and does their own thing. But I like that about Denver. I think it's, it's, I love that. It's and, refreshing. I, and I brought that, yeah, I brought <laughs> that back to, you know, my show uh, and talked about the fact that I love the way the fans were so present, so into it, not hostile. Denver loses out because if you're on the East Coast and you're watching a late night game, it's going to be a yep. Lakers game. It's going to be a Warriors game. It's all about television, right? It's all about what we're seeing. So I think for the first time, a lot of people are really starting to see what a team they have. Sure, everybody knows about yeah. the Joker, but it's a team that plays with almost that same vibe you felt with the Warriors, let's say five, six years ago, where they're out there, they're having fun, they love each other, they love their fans, and, and they, it looks effortless. Yes, I just talked about this on the last like guesting thing that I did. And I said that I think that's what's frustrating about the Nuggets to a lot of people is that it is so effortless and it Jokic looks so nonchalant in everything that he does, and that's just who he is, but I think it irritates people. They like the entertainment aspect of basketball and football. You know, as much as we talk about a guy like Dylan Brooks, we could not stop talking about him because we like that extra entertainment factor. So this Nuggets team, you know, everyone's saying, oh, the finals is going to be so boring. From a talent perspective, there is nothing boring, boring about this Nuggets team, not a single thing. However, you know, they show up and they do their job. They do have that effortless, nonchalant, focused, no BS attitude. And I think that's not what we're used to. We like the extra hoopla of everything. And so 
you know, again, as much as people I, I work with here, he works on the volume sports and I also work on the volume sports. Draymond Green, very polarizing player. You either love him or you hate him. But guess what? We continuously talk about him because he brings an energy that we're kind of addicted to in this league. So, again, we don't have guys like that on this Denver Nuggets team, which I think is where the boring conversation comes into play. But there's nothing skill-wise boring about this team, not even close. But, yeah, we just, just the entertainment just, piece of sports, I think we forget, is that's why we love sports betting, right? It adds sure, that it, it, flair. It's, it's why, also, after the sweep happened and the magic should have been, like, I'm obsessed with Rocky. Your mascot is, like, oh, I'm a mascot fan. He's the highest-paid mascot in the league. Six, oh, by the way, 625000 a year. The average mascot makes between fifty two and 57000 After I After I saw Rocky with my own naked eye for the first time, I did a whole dive on the internet about Rocky. But Crazy. The players will tell you how committed Rocky is and how he's in there practicing all the time. So he brings it and I love it. So the celebration yep. of all of that, but think that we weren't focused on that. You had brought this up on your social media this week, just like you talked about with the boring thing right away. The broadcasters wanted to go to LeBron and there's nothing that yep. irks me more than why are we talking about a player that's in the team that just is going to go home now? And why right. are we not breaking that again? We're not educating the viewer that doesn't know enough about the Denver Nuggets, about right. their depth. We should be hearing the families and the stories and all of the behind the scenes on these players to waste a minute talking about LeBron at that moment. But LeBron plays the strategy game. He knows exactly Absolutely. what he's doing. He yes. just like Kyrie, you know, Kyrie's on yep. social saying, don't put me in your mentions, bro. You were sitting courtside making <laughs> right. eye contact. You ran after the game to hug players. Right. Like, don't it's like dream on. It's like Draymond building his brand right now. You know, it, we, we're in a world where as frustrated as people get with, you know, a hot take or a Colin Cowherd who says things that are like, did he really just say that? Guess what? It's working. You're talking about it's it. You're saying it to your friends. You're watching it a hundred times. He does this for a living. So it's, it's interesting how frustrated we get by it. And I just was talking about this as well. As a Nuggets fan, I was frustrated by the flirting mention of retirement, right? Because it felt like I know LeBron James is calculated with everything he does in terms of the media. This was a way to go. Let's talk about this and not talk about this. I don't want to talk about the fact that I just got swept. Let me flirt with the idea of retirement and send the whole media world into a downward spiral. Cause that's what yep. it did. And so it's like, okay, do I want to be mad at LeBron or do I want to be mad at the media for falling for it every time? It's like, He's going to keep doing it if he knows it works, right? I mean, why would you – I would much rather have my legacy being discussed rather than the sweep that just had that was quite embarrassing, you know? It's like I, I can't even really be that mad at him because it works every time. It works every time, and he did this – to then start the next conversation. Well, what would make him stay? Is it Anthony Davis that shouldn't be there? Should they be bringing in Kyrie? The last 48 hours have been that. And what that leads me to believe is some of the broadcasters who don't know the Nuggets as well as they should are left without content for them to be really sharing. Whereas this, this is the time where we should be like, I want to know where every one of them went to college. 
I want to know every one of their family history. Yep. I want to know all the teams that they've been on. You've got a lot of journeymen that have now landed in a place where I don't think they'll ever leave. Mm-hmm. And I just have felt like, because I listen to sports radio all day, every day. If I'm not on a podcast, a phone, I just like it. I love the banter. Yes. I have my favorite host. I have my host that I don't like, but I like the information they give. And so the past 48 hours, I've been like, do you all not know who plays for the Denver Nuggets? Like, what are you guys talking about? Kyrie, AD, LeBron. But it's wild. It's exciting. And you talked about a brand. You've got a really strong brand in Denver. you got a really strong brand with FanDuel Sportsbook, with the Volume Sports. How did we get here together, Liv? How did you start covering sports? Have you always been a sports fan? It is very interesting. I've always been a sports fan, yes. And um, I've always known that I wanted to be a performer in some capacity. I've danced my whole life. So I've been a competitive dancer from the time that I was four until I graduated college. I danced four years at TCU um, as a TCU showgirl, which was really, really fun. And I actually was under the impression that I was going to be in the news world. I was going to be a cr- okay. uh, an investigative reporter. So I minored in criminal justice actually and majored yeah. in journalism. And I did two separate internships. I started very young. I've always been very driven. That is something that I just, it's part of who I am. I don't have to wake up and go, I'm going to work hard today. It's just my nature. Um, so I got internships very young, which I'm glad that I did because I quickly figured out the news is not for me. It's depressing. It's tra- it's traumatizing. It's emotional. Yeah. I just was yeah. not the type of person that could leave work at the door if I was talking about some of those things every single day. Um, I mean, the news is depressing. We know this. So I, I don't watch it anymore. And I definitely could not work in that industry. So I was asked to be the TCU sports host my senior year based on reels that they actually saw of me doing in news. So it's interesting how one thing led to another, but they weren't really entirely connected. Um, and so I did that, but what was interesting about it is I was still a showgirl. So I was still dancing on the sidelines of every TCU. We danced on the dugout for baseball games. We danced on the sidelines for basketball Amazing. Men's and women's and football. So it was, it was interesting because I took this, this sports host job on, but I was like, how the hell am I going to do this? I'm dancing during the game. So everything we did was pre-recorded. So I took on a lot my senior year and I'm glad that I did because little did I know a pandemic was sneaking up on our tail, had no idea. I went home for spring break thinking, you know, I'll be back in a week. We got an email that said spring break is now two weeks, which was like, woo woo, here we go. Let, let's party. And then I got an email that said, don't come back at all. And that was obviously extremely difficult. No closure for your four years at a university that you wow, loved. No so goodbyes you are- to your friends. No goodbyes to your friends, Nothing. no graduation parties, Nothing. no that last four months is, you know, at my age, I looked at everyone your age and I felt worse for people from six, like 12 to say 25 and yeah. people 70 to 90, right? You're, you're elderly who weren't able to get visitors, right? But younger right. people missing out on experiences and and you're a great example of that but you already had the code kind of cracked and you were probably just waiting for some sports. Like I fell into UFC because it was the only thing on. I watched every Saturday. Well, and that's just it. So I obviously grad, well, graduated, not really, but yes. And I had moved back home. So I had to figure out, okay, I obviously still want to do this sports stuff, but how do I do it if it doesn't exist? Like we were in a, I'll never forget Rudy Gobert coughing on the mics and then boom, Mm -hmm. sports were gone. Like I vividly remember that feeling of like, oh, I planned my whole, like this was what I wanted to do and now it's gone and who knows for how long. So that is where 
I saw that you did an interview with him. Trent Atia, book it with Trent, uh, graduated from TCU and he called me. We knew each other a little bit at TCU, not super friendly, but we just, you know, would see each other in passing, whatever. And uh, he called me. He's like, hey, I need somebody who can be an on-camera personality for this startup company that I have. I'm like, okay, I don't really have anything to lose, right? I'm moving back in with my parents. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And the only really, the only bit of sports that we had that was still being held on to was the UFC, the Russian table tennis that people were betting on, the weirdest stuff. But the weirdest stuff, sure. Yes, but betting was keeping us attached to sports in some capacity. And so he said, it's sports betting. Do you want to get involved? And I was like, first of all, I don't really know sports betting like at all. And he's like, I'll teach you. You'll be fine. So I really took it on as like, I'm going through college again. I don't know sports betting and there's a lot to know. It's time to like head first dive in. So worked for his startup, didn't make very much money because when you work for a startup, it's all based on who, you know, who you can get funds from. And so when you join a startup, you know that. And uh, so I just, but it was busy work for you. It was. And it was really great because I, I, I essentially, you know, there's a lot of things that I thank Trent and, and the book it team for, because I wouldn't have necessarily considered sports betting if it weren't for them believing in me or asking me to join. And that led to me posting content that was seen by the FanDuel Sportsbook. And then they, you know, were having me post content that was seen by Colin Coward. So, you know, I, I, it's so interesting how you take something on in a very, very strange time. 2020 was a difficult year for everybody in some capacity. And so I took this new thing on, had no background knowledge in regards to sports betting or anything of the sort. And it's now led to me working for one of the biggest media personalities. And I think it's just, I get a lot of people that ask or say to me, I want your job. I'm like, then do it. You have a cell phone, start making content. Cause that's exactly, I have never submitted an application or turned my resume into anybody to get the jobs that I have. It has solely been me for free building my brand on my own time, posting consistently, putting myself out there, blocking out the haters, blocking out the extra noise and just focusing on, you know, building a brand. And so when people tell me, oh, I want your job, I'm so jealous. Um, or why do you have this job? Will you do it? Cause that's how I started. I started filming TikToks in my parents' basement. Um, and so it's very, it's a, it's an industry that's wide open. Sports betting is obviously growing immensely and just becoming more and more involved in, in the sports and in the game. So yeah, I'm like, if you want to do this, then do it, you know? Cause and it's, it's funny you, you say this phone. because I met Trent through Mikey Okay. And I used and to do a I, show with Mikey. I don't know if you I knew love that. Mikey. I love it. I met Trent through best. Mikey and found out that one of their guys I worked with before in St. Louis radio station. I do a bunch of events with, and then I got to meet everybody involved with the company, but I found Mikey on TikTok. So yeah, I do things a lot so of the great. reverse. Like you, that's why what you just said is so perfect. Like, no, nobody has to hire you. You just have to start putting out content Put yourself and get out there. Yep. And we did a, a panel at the last FSGA, the Fantasy Sports and Gambling Association. I was talking to people at the panel. I'm like, I think you guys are hiring all wrong. I think going on Indeed is not what you need to be doing. Right. I think you just need to be going on TikTok and Instagram and yep. following the consistency. It's like recruiting. You're recruiting. And you're also getting the best 
interview, right? You're getting, oh, you don't have to send me a reel anymore. Guess what? I can just put an hour on into page. watching your content. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and I love that Trent reached out to you and that college connection. Cause so much of the startup of book it sports is part of the college connection. Totally. And Absolutely. it's funny how one thing passes another, but I want to go back to something. TCU was very ahead of their time to not tell you, Hey, you can't do sports and dance. Yep. I love that. Yeah. It was wonderful because it was something that, you know, when I sat down and and spoke with them about kind of what would this sports hosting job entail and this, that, and the other, and we had a great connection right off the bat. And and we, you know, it felt like a really good fit all around. And then I was sitting there going, oh crap, like I dance. What are you going to do? I'm dancing on the dugouts at baseball games. There's not many dance teams that dance that year round. Like we go through baseball even. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't, I don't want to say no to this phenomenal opportunity, but at the same time, dance has been my life and I'm not ready to close that chapter yet. So it was very interesting. And I I was, I was very worried about it. And TCU was like, nope, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll do whatever we need to do. And so it was- I absolutely love that. And and here's where we are. We're in a place where it is finally okay, or at least we would like to believe it's okay to be sassy and sexy and smart (laughs) and well-rounded, right? You know, because I'm sure you said it. You said, you know, you got to drown out the haters. I tell every new content creator, like, you got to put your content out. You cannot be worried about comments, likes, or anything else. You have to be worried about the consistency of your content landing. And people will come back to me and say, well, I only got so many likes. What should I do? I'm like, that shouldn't even be a thing because you got to build, you got to build, you got to build. It's that consistency that you got to do. But there's a lot of people still out there. And I will say, I think Twitter has gotten so much worse. I don't know about you, oh but I think it's gotten so much worse. Uh, the, the, the graphic stuff that is sent to me every single day, you know, just because well, that's what. Also, you can post anything on Twitter. They anything. don't filter anything no. anymore. Like there's a lot of what, like TikTok will see a trigger word or something and go. Oh, TikTok's no, great. Done. done. Yes. Instagram your own video by way. accident. Exactly. Even your own video by accident, they'll take it down. I'm like, you know what? I abide by, if you take this down, I'm fine with it because I also know that I don't have to see it from somebody else. And it's not a numbers game. It's not like if you have no followers on Instagram, you can get away with weird stuff. And then when you get more followers, they start to, TikTok is equal across the board. You are deleted for these things. I love that. It is. I do too. And so TikTok's really great, but Twitter, you can post anything, anything. Like I, I, I get shocked sometimes. I'm just like, not that I have anything against nudity or any of any Me of neither. that, but I scrolling and just thinking, I didn't know that that was like, it's, it, there really are no rules on Twitter, which is a wonderful thing. And also kind of subjects you to either some weirdness or some very difficult things. And I have definitely gotten to the point in my career where I post and I log off because I'm like, okay, this is your opinion you're going to stand by your, your opinion. And this is also your job. So it's funny because I don't read comments, but yesterday my mom had responded to somebody on Instagram. Let me tell you, I could give two shits, but the people in my circle cannot stand seeing the way that people speak to me. My I'm brother's the same. friends. I, oh, my friends screen grab stuff and texted me. They're like, I can't take it. And I'm like, yes. it doesn't bother me. Don't let it I'm bother like, you. Well, and you know what? It would bother me if I tapped into it. I know that right. because as strong as I am and as confident as I am, I'm also human and I'm also 25. 
So I'm still, you know, I have, I still have emotional tendencies. I still have this feeling of, oh my God, like I just want to be liked. I just want to be accepted by everybody. And I have learned if I go online and say LeBron James, I, I just posted a video on, on Instagram. LeBron James shouldn't be affected by his, his legacy shouldn't be affected by a sweep. Mm. I had yep. 50 people, 50, 50% of people saying correct. And then 50% of people saying, you know, he flops too much. He's not the goat. It's like, okay, I could literally either way, people feel like I trash LeBron a lot. So then I'm on his side and I'm still getting, so I'm like, you know what, regardless of what I say, it's going to make somebody upset. But my mom was kind of tapping into some of the comments yesterday. And one that really cracked me up was, um, remember when women didn't have rights, the good old days. And I'm like, (laughs) like, by the way, that's the person that in the days when I used to go down the rabbit hole, I would go to their profile and it'd be their whole family on a banner and it would be hashtag girl dad. And I'd be like, this is the guy that has their girl dad pictures, their wife and children yes! that are like yes! daughters. And I'm like, interesting, like such an interesting way to speak. I think people get so, um, did it just, you give them a screen and they're ballsy all of a sudden. But I, I, I also know- think people think, of anonymity a lot more than they should on social media because companies are now going back 10 years and looking at your feed with things. Also, if you have kids and they become teenagers and they start to look at your timeline or their friends' parents want to get to know a little bit about you and they look at your timeline and they learn you say, oh, remember with the good old days, women Women shouldn't have rights. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and then there's also the new Twitter where people have a hundred accounts. So they're just using these, but it's something. And it's great that at 25, you already know not to lean into it because it is our job to create content. It is not our job to create content that everyone agrees with. Totally. And you know what? That's the problem with our world in general. Like we can sit down as two human beings and have a conversation and disagree and still respect each other. Like we see it. I see it every, I already know every time it's election season, I'm muting people because we get ugly when it's, when, when we can't see like eye to eye and we are not completely on the same page. Not only do I disagree with you, but now I'm going to disrespect you. Why? Like we can't, there's, we can live in a world where we coexist respectfully and people, I actually appreciate when people disagree with stuff that I say, because when they do it in a respectful way, they typically rebuttal it. And now I'm opened up to a new perspective that I didn't even think about. I'm like, Oh, I didn't even consider that. Or I didn't even look into that or whatever. But when it becomes disrespectful, then it's like, for what you're, you're, you're becoming disrespectful in my comment section for an athlete that doesn't know you exist. Like, how right. low do we have to be in our lives to right. let it affect us like that? So it's just, it seems like that's just a universal issue that, that we run into, but it's, it's sad. Unfortunately, it's just social media was a gift when it first started because I come yes. from the generation of, I ran a fan club by the mail. So I had to get mail <laughs> from my fans. I did. And I had to that print out their labels. I had to have I was the first one of my friends to have a computer. I took a class at Golden West College to learn how to make newsletters. And once a wow. month I was there, I would have to go to Kinko's, have them copy. So like social media comes. So I'm like, work. I'm so like, whoa, I can talk to my friends for free <laughs> from my phone and not you have to You can almost reach mail. you too easily now. I feel like right? now they've got too much access. <laughs> right. But it's then, like- it, it, you know, but, but then people started to flip it. And I think it's a new generation. When I grew up, we were raised that you don't talk about religion 
or politics anywhere or money anywhere yes. other than at your home dinner table like that's how yes. it was like it never was brought even up there i don't even know if i want to talk about those things <laughs> now <laughs> like, right sometimes i'm like oh my god we just don't even need to talk about it at but all. it's a fascinating world and i love everything that you're doing now you love basketball i'm assuming basketball is your first love it when is, it but sports, you know what? Me too. Once I started to do sports betting, I definitely have grown more fond of the NFL. I feel like I've watched the NBA from a different lens now that I speak about it and I bet on it and I, you know, discuss it all the time. There's a lot of drama in the NBA. And sometimes it's like, can we just play ball for God's sake? And I feel like we, you can tap into more of just like football when it's football season. Yes. Um, there's a lot of extra hoopla with the NBA, which again, yep. we can pretend we don't like it, but there's a part of us that totally does. I love it. But I think that I've, you know, working in this space, I've definitely grown a little bit more fond of football, but yes, basketball has always been my first love for sure. And football is just so easy to follow. You know, it's just this, it, after you work so hard at NBA, which is every day and you're doing picks every day for FanDuel Sportsport yep. and you're doing this football, you're like, Oh, I get Tuesdays and Saturdays to do whatever I want. You know what I mean? Cause I, right, you know, I really, right. I really start to work on Wednesdays to prepare for the Thursday night game. Yep. Friday yep. is a big radio day for me. And then Saturday, you know, you're setting your lineups. Cause I play a lot of fantasy football and I'm, I'm starting to lay out my bets and I'm starting to wait, look at the weather, right. but you, you have a, a schedule. So I did the same. Like when I, my first love was always NBA. I, I loved the NFL as well, but not as much. The NBA is just like, I don't care who's playing. There's a game on. I'll be at my desk doing some stuff, you know, managing content, totally. which people don't realize. Kind of like background all, noise. Like yeah, it's always on. Work. So you can always, always watch it. How much time a day do you put into kind of your research pattern before you put out a post? Because it does. People think, oh, this person's just in their car. They just had this idea at a stoplight and <laughs> right. it's like, no, it's not like that. Like you, you're, you're making sure who's playing, you know, you're scoping yep. everything out. Anybody that was questionable, you know, you have this like, okay, if this guy doesn't play, how much time do you put in before you do put out some content? Yeah. It's very interesting. Cause I think it kind of depends on the content. Something that I feel like makes me maybe a little bit different from most people is a lot of my content is just raw reactions, raw reactions. It's like, I maybe didn't put in a ton of effort in terms of the trends and the stats and the analysis, but there's a lot of people in this industry that you can go to for the nerdy stuff, right? The yep. stuff that is like, there yep. are people that watch basketball or any sport for that matter from a nerdy lens. They want to know the numbers. They want to know how many times this person has gone over that prop. And I used to be that way when I was really heavily in the gambling space oh my God, the notes that I would take, the yeah, hours that I would spend. Yeah. And the reality is you can spend 20 hours on one prop and it still won't hit. So yeah. it's like finding <laughs> that fine balance is like, yeah. it makes you want to go insane. But it's like, I learned, I'm a perfectionist in a lot of ways. And you cannot be that when you work in sports betting. It's no. not possible. So Or in content. I, you can't do right. that in content because you won't put anything right. out. There's always something we don't like in our content. Whether it's always. a weird hair that stays on your shoulder, <laughs> uh, whether always you know when there was there's always something or a flexion, a shadow. But I, you know, yep. to tell yourself like, okay, if I'm striving for per perfection, I'm never going to put this out. The content Correct. is there. I didn't Correct. stutter. All of my words are clear. Let's go. Yep. yep. And so I I've now it's interesting because when I watch basketball, I am not afraid to say I rely on my brother's opinions and my dad's opinions. I like having these conversations because. 
I'm still learning. I watch sports. I study sports. I, I speak on sports, but there's no person in this industry that knows it all. And so a lot of times what I'll do is I'll, I'll have my laptop. I'll be watching the game and I'll kind of be just typing out like at the three minute mark in the first quarter, this was a great moment. Bruce Brown was killing the Lakers in transition in the second quarter. I kind of just take these little notes, but I'll stop and I'll have conversation because I'm a very conversational person and I want my content to read that way. I don't want my content to be my laptops in front of me and I'm just re you know, retelling what you guys all just watched. It's like, no, let's make a drink. Let's have some fun. And let's talk about what the F was that game? Like sports are very emotional and, and that's what makes them so great. And and so I kind of like tapping into that and making it more conversational. So a lot of times I'll just have these bullet points. I kind of just like dump my brain onto a document, but then I sit and I speak about it with either my producers or, you know, my brother. And I say, Hey, how do you feel about this, this, and this, or, you know, the other day I was really, a lot of my notes were frustration with Aaron Gordon offensively. And then my brother's like, okay, but defensively he's, he's massive for this team. And so it's like, okay, yeah, I don't really want to bring up the fact that I felt like he wasn't impactful because offensively he was, or wasn't, but defensively he was. So again, there's things I miss. I'm not perfect. I'm watching four quarters of a game trying to absorb as much as I possibly can. So I've kind of learned a system now where Put your thoughts out and then talk about them out loud before you go on air and, and see if they if they sound right or if they make sense. Because a lot of times if you get wrapped up in back in 2005, LeBron did this, this. It's just like, OK, like, do I really do I really care about that? No. Right. Uh, do I do it because I'm just trying to show people that I'm credible? Yes. At this point, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, I know I'm credible. I know how hard I work. I would not have the job I have if I wasn't a hard worker or a credible person in this space. So now I just happen to just the conversation part of it, which is very refreshing and very fun. Of course, with betting, you still need to look at numbers. I mean, you'll, you can't you do. Just go, Actually, believe it or not, some of the ones I've hit have just been gut feelings, which does and, happen and- occasionally. <laughs> And but. So this is why I love fantasy football. I mean, I love sports betting, but like fantasy football, because I get so into the season, I will be looking at my lineup and I'll just get that feeling in my gut. And I'm like, you know what? I'm playing him. And then it, and then it hits. And I'm like, I remember it, it does. Devontae Parker three years ago when he had his best season of his whole career and just grabbing him off the waiver. I saw him there and I was like, I got a vibe right now. I'm picking you Listen, up. And it worked, right? So like, Women's intuition is the probably the best weapon in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and and really you know is. what? Women's intuition is a little bit start, smarter sometimes than men's research because men will Absolutely. have put him in and then gone and overthought it and then taken him out of the lineup. I have a lot of guy friends. That's what they do. Like, oh, I had him in, but I took him out. Like, why? Why did you go yeah. against your your gut check, as yep. Mikey Overs would say? But totally. you said about the conversation. I feel some of my best shows uh, doing radio have been when I've been out with friends beforehand and we've bounced things back and forth because yep. everybody brings up something that maybe you missed that yep. you're like, Oh, that's the thread that ties this together. And so totally. it's, it's about flowing with it. It's about loving it. And you absolutely love it. And I, I really, I you know, one of the things you said at the beginning of this conversation was 
I don't have to wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to work hard. And that tenacity is admirable. That's how I found you on social media. I cannot Thank wait you. to visit you when I'm in Denver next time because yes. I go all the time. You know, Please let me know the moment you're here. We, I would love to grab a drink and and we can explore. We can explore Denver. It'd be great. Fit sodas out there, and I go out and do yes. stuff with them. But okay. I, and I got a ton of friends out there. Uh, so you know, the push to be there more often. I'll make sure I see you. But live. Where can everybody find everything about you? Yeah, I'm on social media. All things social media is typically where you can find all my social clips from my shows and any random video of me talking crap about a fan base or whatever I feel like doing on any given day at live moods on everything, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, And then the volume sports YouTube is where my shows live right now. And they're typically about, we like to keep it short and sweet because we have very short attention spans in this day and age because TikTok is 15 seconds. And now we don't know how to focus for more than 10 minutes. So I keep them nice and short and sweet and they live on the volume sports YouTube. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me the volume sports YouTube or all things at live moods. So it was so nice to finally meet you. Thank you for making the time for my podcast and we will meet soon. And next season we're going to a ton of nuggets games. I would love that cheering on Rocky the whole time. (laughs) Yay. As you can imagine, when I had that conversation with Liv, the other series was still going on and that ended. And here we are. We know that it's going to be Nuggets heat. We know that the world is finally going to learn about the Nuggets and you're going to want to follow Liv more now than ever with the content that Liv is going to be putting out from Denver about this series. Here we go. There's an excitement about the NBA finals. And then there's also that kind of sadness that the NBA season is over, but MLB is here. NFL schedule is released and the NBA will be back. So you're going to want to go to games, right? You sure are. So that's where you're going to get ticket rev right there. That's right. You're going to follow on social media at ticket rev and you want to be following so that when we run ticket giveaways and all that other goodness, you can be a part of it. Maybe you're coming to New York city. You want to see a Broadway show. Ticket rev is such a unique space to get to see live events, games, shows, everything. And you can download the ticket app. So if you want to learn all about it, go to TicketRev.com, follow on social media at TicketRev, and I will have more TicketRev stuff for you this coming season. I know I will. It's time for the moment you have all been waiting for. That's right. That would be the mailbag. If you want to be a part of the mailbag, you can email at asklisaann at gmail.com. And I do not respond to those emails, just so you know. I read them right here. And we're going to start with this one. I'm going to say today is a good day. Today, we really didn't get... I had enough cool questions that I didn't even have to go with the first creepy one. So we have a fun one for the first one. Super easy one, too. I saw it. I was like, oh, I know the answer to this. Dear Lisa Ann, I hope you are well and having a great week. By the way, great written email here. Nice body, nice punctuation, separation. I'd love to ask you if you were a can of soup, what flavor soup would you be? Thank you for taking the time to read my question. Also, do you have a fan mail address so I can get something signed? I do not have a fan mail address, but... You can order signed autograph photos from me, signed books, everything autographed that I don't ship to other countries. All my 8x10s, I only sell that stuff at, at, at events, so I don't sell it by mail. 
go to fansutopia.com. Fansutopia is a space where you can get all of my personalized gear. I'm so excited to be, you know, working with Natasha, who I had on Dudes Do Better last year, talking about her business. Um, and now I am a part, as soon as we got off that interview, I was like, okay, this is a task that I could send to someone else and someone else can be managing this and more people will be able to get signed eight by tens and the things that they want from me. So it's fansutopia.com. As for a soup, could I not be a can and be fresh? Just saying, uh, because I don't know if they make a vegan option of a split pea soup in a can. I'm sure they do by now. Um, but I would be split pea soup, vegan style. So no ham. And the reason I would be split pea soup is because high protein soup packs a powerful punch. High fiber soup makes you feel full longer and overall low calorie, high nutritional density food. That's why those are my three points on why I eat so much split pea soup. It is amazing that you can eat it and you feel full other like other soups. They kind of thinner. You don't split pea. I make it from scratch. I make it in my Instapot. It's a super easy bake. Uh, you throw in the peas, the dried peas, dried organic split peas, um, carrots, celery, carrots, celery, potatoes, some onions, a little bit of garlic. I put some bay leaves in, cover it with the water uh, and stir it up, a little bit of pepper and then Instapot away. And it is beautiful for me for three, four days. And as that just went through that, I feel like making some right now. So I would be Split P and Jay closes the email with says, keep rocking life. You are amazing. Right back at you. Next one right here. Subject matter, possible scammers. Hi, Lisa Ann. First off, I'm a huge fan of yours, but I wanted to notify you that there are two people trying to impersonate you and one of your assistants, as well as sending a photo of your driver's license, which is most likely a fake. I could send you all the info and stuff if you want to. So we do take down Tuesday every week to remind everybody that this is happening. But as of last week, I've had to decide how much money I am willing to throw at this problem. Now to get a couple imposters taken down by using my trademark attorney, they get paid pretty well hourly. It's a good $5,000 for the first batch. And that's about 12 hours of work. So $5,000. I had to really sleep on it and think, is this something I really want to put money out, but there's just like three or four or five, like TikTok has five. Instagram has two. Twitter's been, the one thing Twitter's been better about is getting rid of imposters. Doesn't mean they're not popping up though more. Okay. But it's so irritating to create content and have it stolen within the hour. And this one TikTok account, this one alone is worth me spending 5,000 of my hard earned dollars. But this has now become a, an expense as someone on social media to not just protect someone like our friend here, Jeffrey, from falling for a scammer, but to also save me from creating content and have it just be useless because someone else is taking it. It's a frustrating battle, but I realize with new businesses and with new things become new problems, right? So this is a problem that I really started to develop how I wanted to attack because I'd gone every channel. I've gone every channel with TikTok. I've gone impersonation. I've gone trademark infringement. I've gone copyright. I've gone every single channel. And with each email that takes a while to file this ticket, to do all these steps, I get an email back. Oh, this falls under this department but I've already filed under that department. Oh no, this falls under this department, but I've already filed it. And they only let you do it once. That's it. Um, which is 
crazy to me that a, a page Lisa Ann dot official that looks identical to mine um, can't be removed. So the fight will go and I'm doing it for everyone else as much as me. Jeffrey, when it comes to sending me the photos of the driver's license, which is most likely fake or any of the other stuff, I've got to limit my exposure there. Because when I do go down the rabbit hole with these things, I lose two, three, four hours in one day of productivity. Then I've got to go back and make up all the stuff I didn't do. So I can only handle what I can handle. What I'm doing is every Tuesday, we do take down Tuesdays, which is not just to help the algorithms get them deleted faster because more people are reporting at the same time, but also to raise awareness, not just on fake accounts of me, but fake accounts on a lot of celebrities, a lot of businesses, and a lot of people out there. The scams on the internet have become so much faster, so much quicker, so many more. It's so heavy. Like we thought our biggest problem was telemarketers. Okay. <laughs> this is today's version of telemarketers. Your best bet is to never engage, to never believe that I would send a message. Cause I know how these conversations start. Hi, this is Lisa. Ann. this is my private account. I know because my friends screen, grab them and send them to me because they get them. But don't fall for it. I don't have the time to be setting up a secondary account. I also don't have the time to be direct messaging individuals and ask yourself what makes you think that I would take that time away from everything else that I have going on as a corporation to just small talk with you. You have to be realistic as well. And as much as it's frustrating. I get a lot of response back after this. Like, who are these people falling for this? These are people that aren't yet aware of how dangerous the internet can be and how many scams there are. And there's been one for years that says she's my assistant, sends all of this stuff out. And I've tried so many times, but don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. I don't need the information, but Jeffrey, you should be following at the real Lisa Ann. I'm verified on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm working to get verified on TikTok. Um, you know, my, my YouTube channel is the same, the real Lisa Ann. Just do not veer from that. If you see anything else that is not the real Lisa Ann, then it's not me. So, and I know there's a problem because I've been blocking a lot of people as well on, on all my platforms. So, they're thinking that I started a new account. I blocked you because you were creepy. I blocked you because every day you asked me to marry you. I block you because you get into develop conversations on Twitter about having sex with me. I blocked you because you don't align with my value and I am choosing who's in my community. So that's kind of caused a gray area as well, because now the guy that gets blocked is of course going to get hammered by an imposter because they're a mark. Don't be a mark. Don't fall for imposters. Reel it back. Be realistic. Understand that no, I'm not spending time talking to anyone. I don't answer direct messages. I only direct message with people that I start a conversation with first. Everyone else, if they come in, they get deleted. But on my accounts, if I'm not following you, you can't direct message me. So just know that when you get a direct message, it's not from me. It's a scammer. Block it right away. You, you can always report, but just block it so you don't get confused and get into a situation. Sheila, Sheila, you're my hero with these great questions. Dear Lisa, what is your go-tail cocktail when you go out to dinner? So Sheila, 
Uh, I like to mix it up. So when I go to different restaurants, I know they usually have like a little specialty drink, something that's light, not really heavy alcohol, uh, fresh fruity. Maybe there's a flower in it, something fancy. I'm all about that. And I'll tell them what liquors I want to stay away from tequila, this and that. So I'll ask the server. If I'm going to one of my regular places that I know well, um, so I usually do one cocktail before dinner. And then once dinner comes, I go to wine. It's much lighter. Two cocktails, a little bit heavy for me. Uh, my tolerance is not what it used to be. I love an old fashioned, but an old fashioned is like a mojito. If it's not made right, it is awful. It goes from good to awful. There's no gray area. Same with mojitos. If you get a mojito, like the best mojito I've ever had in my life was at a rooftop bar in Athens, Greece. And I just reached out to my friend the other day who I was there with to ask him if he remembers the name of the place. He's looking it up. He's like, I know I can figure it out because I want to go back there and try a mojito. It was the best. It was all fresh. There was none of that sugary syrup in it. There was no flavoring. It was like muddled everything and fresh fruits and vegetables, fresh fruits in there. And it was so good. So I do do a fun cocktail. I, my go-to would be an old fashioned uh, but if I'm not doing a fun cocktail, I'm just going right to wine after that. But if I'm not doing a fun cocktail at a new place, I'm doing an old fashioned. So great question, Sheila. I hope we get to meet up over an old fashioned and some Scrabble to tie into your question from a couple of weeks ago. Male interview is the subject matter here. Lisa, I'm a fan and a TikTok follower. I wanted to ask the question of who would be the most interesting male that you would like to interview? You had mentioned Sarah Palin as your favorite person to interview in one of your podcasts. Thanks. Sincerely, Joe. This question, so I write little notes when I print this out. I do this the night before I'm going to record the monologue. I write little notes. And this one, I had nothing. I was like, I'm going to print this question out to really think about it. And so I came up with it this morning when I was running on the treadmill at the gym. I would like to interview Howard Stern. Now, I know this would never happen. This is as lofty of an expectation as me potentially interviewing Sarah Palin. But the reason I would like to interview Howard Stern, we've all watched Private Parts, great movie. Howard Stern has led a legendary life. He is an epic success. He is the plant, he planted Sirius XM, right? Everything about Howard Stern, Howard Stern. But I would like to ask him a series of questions. And they would range from, when do I know it's time to step away from the spotlight? When do I know? Because I don't want to change in front of the world as I feel he has changed. Now, look, I understand that we evolve as we get older. Even though I was in porn, I don't love that there's porn on my Twitter timeline all the day. Because you know what? If I wanted porn, I would go get it. I would look it up where it's supposed to be. I don't need it to just land in places where it's not welcome. Okay? So maybe that's me becoming an old head. So I need to talk to Howard Stern about what, what was the, was it, because it was before COVID, he really got like this. He just got very judgy, very opinionated, very kind of, you know, not like he was 20 years ago. I was on his show when I was a teenager. Uh, I was like 19 being a Snapple girl. Like we, we emulated Howard Stern. I mean, he, he was the reason why I was still able to get paid at clubs because I did that show. So there's great things about him. But I can't listen to him anymore because he is like, when he went on to the Kyrie Irving, when it was COVID, when it was all these things, I was like, no, when do, so I would like to interview Howard Stern. And I would ask, like to ask him like, when is the point where 
because you, you, you evolve on your own. You know what I mean? Where, when do I, when do I get there? Well, like, I, I don't want to get there. I want to be sure that I don't turn so much against what I actually was. I want to stay true to who I really am. That doesn't mean I can't have opinions. That doesn't mean I can't not love getting a thousand penises sent to me every day on Twitter. Doesn't mean any of that, but when is it time to go? Because you obviously have enough money at a certain time. And I want to know when that time is that you start just living your life or doing things that just bring you joy, but don't bring you an income. I don't want to keep working just for the sake of keeping working. And at the end of my career, I don't have that same luster that I had at the beginning. So Howard Stern, and it came to me during a run. And, uh, it was, it was like, oh yeah, yep. This is what I'm going to put down my last one right here ties in so well to the life that I'm living right now. It's from Chris. He says, are you really in best ball? Lisa, you are the best. No one is better. I hope you see this PS to my grave fact. Yes, I am really into best ball. And I hope I get to draft with you, Chris. Like, please tell me what your screen name is at Fantrax. I'm going to have to really gather those so I know who I'm talking to. But 30 drafts for 30 days. This Thursday, June 1st, 7 p.m. Eastern time. This Friday, June 2nd, 6 p.m. Eastern time. This Saturday, June 3rd, 4 p.m. Eastern time. And I'll be dashing right out to go see a play after that one. So I may be dressed in formal attire. There's going to be a lot of kind of juggling uh, everything with doing something 30 days straight. That's 30 days straight of doing my hair and makeup. That's 30 days straight of my face in a camera. That's 30 days straight of also on travel days fitting this in. I love a good challenge like this. And I know this 30 days is going to make this my best fantasy football and sports betting season because this is going to be a grind of a preparation. I'm going to write recaps on each one of these drafts. I'm going to analyze teams. This is going to be amazing. And Chris, I want you to be in this with me. Fantracks.com forward slash Lisa Ann. I would like to thank today's guest, Liv Moods, who you can follow at Liv Moods. Go and give her a shout out. And let's watch this Nuggets series through her timelines. Ticket Rev, where you can potentially go to one of these games. Are you looking forward to that? Ticket Rev does have access in Miami. So check out some Miami Heat finals games. Follow on social media at Ticket Rev. Download the app today or go to TicketRev.com. Ultra Farm RX so you can feel your best and be your best. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, for being part of my community, for watching me evolve and change into who I am while still understanding that I'm the same deep down inside, but I'm just grinding in a different way. And as I'm working hard, doing things like... I always have this motivational talk with myself about how fortunate I am to have the ability to pivot and to lean into something new that I love, but still hold on to who I am. And all of you help me do that. So thanks for being a part of the journey. And thank you for listening to an all new episode of the Lisa Ann Experience. 